Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Hello and welcome to Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. And welcome to our Season 4 Summit. If you're joining us for the first time, our Summit episodes succinctly summarize our season through four different lenses, visitorship, environment, history, and hiking trails. Our Summit on Visitorship examines crowdedness, accessibility, location to civilization, and a whole manner of things you might be curious about when you're visiting one of these parks. Our Summit episode on environment and wildlife explores the delicate ecosystems of these parks and the lands that surround them through the lens of their flora and fauna. And our History Summit examines the past and present issues going on in the park from many perspectives, but especially that of the indigenous people that originally called the stolen parkland their home. This summit is all about the hiking trails in the national parks we visited this season, Yellowstone, Grand Teton, and Glacier National Parks. This season is unlike our last three in that we really took the time to focus on just three parks, mainly because these parks are gigantic, have a ton to see, do, and hike, and we spent a large portion of time in each of them. And to help you out, the hiking trails summits is sort of like the Cliff Notes version of our entire season. Yeah, Cliff Notes. Did you welcome to the stage yeah. Cliff Notes? Wow. Obviously. Yeah. Mr. Drag King himself. Did you were you a, a user of Cliff Notes and or Spark Notes, I guess is Yeah, um, I guess Spark Notes was the one that mm. like sort of came around. I certainly used them a few times. Yeah. Uh, what about you? I think so. I wanna say like in my AP language arts class, um, yeah. my English class, it was like, oh man, Candide is sort of like a wild story. I just need this for like backup. <laughs> I remember our teacher assigned us to read like all of Once and Future King in like three days. And oh. I was like, that's impossible. Yeah, that's, I cannot do that. Mm-mm. I cannot do that. I do remember when I was doing Graves of Wrath, which I did ultimately enjoy. <laughs> it sounded that like book. you said Graves of Wrath. <laughs> Graves of Wrath. Grapes which of is Wrath. Not that far off. Not that far off. <laughs> um, I don't know. I had such trouble reading that book. Because oh, it's a, that's a hard one. It was a tough book, yeah. but I had the like spark notes and pink monkey that was another website did you know about that website no that sounds like it would be something else (laughs) (laughs) no but we would we used to have study groups and somebody would always print 
the different versions of them. Uh So we would always have both. And then I could read like the stuff about each chapter and then I would go back and most of the time actually read the chapter Mm -hmm. after Mm -hmm. knowing what was coming. Yeah. Just because I could read it faster. Yeah, it was digestible then. Totally It had already been chewed up for you. It had already been chewed up. You were being baby birded it. Baby birded. (laughs) I remember once I had to, I read almost all of Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man mm-hmm. by James Joyce mm-hmm. in one night in the library. And that was because they didn't have a Spark Notes version of it at the time. But I found somebody's own blog summary of each oh. chapter. Mm-hmm. And so I would read the blog summary and then I would read the chapter. And I did that for all night long. Mm. And I loved that book. I'd, I'd read it again. And that's what Lionel Richie wrote that song about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you reading Portrait of an Artist all in the library. Long. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> that's you. The inspiration point. While we may have investigated these trails over the course of the season, in this episode, we'll be looking at them in a different perspective and also through the lens of comparison. Our favorite thing. (laughs) Some things we're going to dig into include our favorite hikes, signage, trail markers, and difficulty levels, and sites to see and best payoff views. We'll also gush about some of the hikes that were on our agenda but didn't get to during our travels and some bucket list trails and sites we would love to head back for. Before we get started, we would like to acknowledge that while hiking in the land also called Yellowstone National Park, we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Eastern Shoshone, Crow, Cheyenne, and many other indigenous peoples. While we were hiking in the area also called Grand Teton National Park, we were on the traditional and stolen land of the Eastern Shoshone, Shoshone Bannock, and Cheyenne people. And while we were hiking in the area also called Glacier National Park, we were on the traditional and stolen land of the Blackfeet and the Tanaha people. So let's start by talking about the trails of Yellowstone National Park. Okay, so the trails that we did in Yellowstone National Park, let's list that. A lot of them were boardwalk. (laughs) A lot of them were boardwalk. (laughs) A lot of them were boardwalk trails. That's true. Including... Artist Paint Pot Boardwalk. The Norris Geyser Basin. Mammoth Springs. The Lost Lake Loop. Trout Lake. The Upper Geyser Basin, which is where you find Old Faithful. The Fairy Falls Trail. The Biscuit Basin Backcountry Trail. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> lean into that south a little bit more. The Biscuit Bison Backcountry <laughs> Trail. You. you had it at the end, but you like pulled back. <laughs> um, the South Rim Trail. That's the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone. And the Wapati Lake Trail. So let's talk about some of our favorite hikes while in Yellowstone. Okay. Favorite hikes in Yellowstone. I've said this before. Norris Geyser Basin is one of my favorite spots ever. Mm-hmm. It's not a particularly difficult trail per se it is a boardwalk that brings you around all these cool geothermal features geothermal features and i love it so much my favorite trail in yellowstone other than that would probably be maybe uh the south rim trail of grand canyon Mm. of the yellowstone just because you get to see that thing that's so cool yeah, the view, the payoffs there are, yeah. you know, incredible. What about your favorite hikes? I do have to say before everything went south, I really enjoyed the Fairy Falls Trail a lot because I think you got to see so many cool things and you were across so many different sorts of terrain and you got that really great payoff view of Grand Prismatic from above, which you won't get if you just go to the Grand Prismatic section. So there was a lot there. Of course, we did get lost. So that really put a damper on that trail in a lot of ways. But I also really enjoyed Mammoth Springs because it was just so weird. It was the strangest. It was so weird. It was great. Yeah, that was really cool. I really liked that area too. Yeah, Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. There weren't a lot of, I have to say, like, 
maybe we just didn't get a chance to experience a lot of them, but there were more of experiential trails is what I'll say in Yellowstone as opposed to like real strenuous, like hiking, hikey trails, right? Hiking, hikey, (laughs) hiking, hikey trails. Because I do feel like a lot of it was boardwalk or a lot of it was like, here's a spectacle, come see the spectacle. And then there's a boardwalk. That's what it felt like for me um, in Yellowstone. A lot of it was just seeing things. I'm going to ask us this question. Sure. Least favorite. Oh, I mean the biscuit, the biscuit bison backcountry trial. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean that was that was pain, and that was like it was pain, but I enjoyed the actual physical trail. Mm. I think my least favorite trail was the Lost Lake Loop. I know that it was like recommended, but I just felt like it was a ton of uphill to get up there, and then it was like walking around a pond. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Not that it wasn't enjoyable sure there were a lot of flies and a lot of mosquitoes you're thinking about trout lake that's not lost lake oh where's lost lake what's lost lake was where we went for the petrified tree no 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 i loved that yeah that was great yeah i mean trout lake you meant trout lake i agree trout lake is trout lake is one i don't have to do again yeah it's small you're not you know you're really far out you are very much so in that like northeast corner of the park because yeah, um, like you're in Lamar Valley. The Lamar Valley yeah. or on the other side of it now. So like if you're going to go out to Lamar and you want to do that, like you can for sure. But um, it felt unnecessary having done it. It was sort of like the last thing we did that day too. And then we had to drive all the way back to the Western entrance to get back to the campsite. So it did feel a little like, oh, this is this is the last thing we wanted to do. Okay, well, I guess we chose chaos today. <laughs> there were a lot of flies. And it wasn't a really big pond. Yeah. 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 We don't usually like, you know, we don't. crap on trails. but No, and we're not. But I also feel like fair balance here. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. we're talking about things we love. Let's also yeah. talk about some things that we didn't love as much. Yeah. Um, How did you feel about signage and trail markers in general within the park? In Yellowstone, I feel like we could have, it could have been a little better. I, I agree. I if you weren't on a boardwalk, the boardwalks, boardwalks were, were great. Yeah. Obviously, the majority of people going to Yellowstone, getting out there, are doing boardwalks. Right. On the actual trail, I did feel like there were some... Inconsistencies. Inconsistencies. Or, in some cases, too consistent. Like, right. why are all of our blazes the same color for different trails? Yes. I was like... I mean, that's why we got lost. We're yeah. traumatized because we got lost. So we're complaining about it. But <laughs> I also didn't feel like the map was as clear as it could have been. Yeah. And... To me, it felt pretty easy to get lost at yeah. the end of all of it. I was like, makes total sense why we did this. Yeah. When you're lost, I, for a long time, you don't know you're lost because you're like, oh, well, this thing must be what this is on the map. Sure. And then you just take it for what it is and you keep going. Mm-hmm. But no, I just, I felt like the there could have been clearer signage. Yeah. There could have also been different blaze colors. Yeah. What about you? As far as like parks we've been to, this one is pretty low when it comes to trail markers. But again, a lot of the trails here are boardwalky, experientially hike, hikey hikes. It's very easy to stay on those. It's once you start to get to those hikes that take you beyond that, I do feel like at least in the sections that we were able to experience, even when we did Lost Lake and Trout Lake, there weren't really markers. Remember, it took us a little bit of time to figure out where we needed to go to start Lost Lake. And you basically have to start yeah. behind the lodge. It's kind of a strange yeah. like starting point. And you're like, well, where do I actually walk up to get here? I really enjoyed that loop. I yeah. really enjoyed that Lost Lake loop. Yeah. 
The beginning was a little tough because of the those switchbacks. We saw them baby deers. Yeah. Yeah. Comparatively, it was not too bad. And yeah. I, I really liked that. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. That was where we talked about Princess Bride. Yeah. You told me all about that movie. Yeah. You told me about Richard III. What were the best payoffs for you, like, or the sights to see that you, mm. like, would definitely rush back to see again? I well, think I already know, like, one of them. Going to Lamar Valley and seeing mm. all this buffalo was incredible. Yeah. And I totally think that, yeah. Grand Prismatic Spring from above? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Old Faithful? Great. Definitely go see that. As far as views... I think my favorite view was uh, Mammoth Hot Springs. Mm. Like, because it's so weird and it's so different and it's so big. Yeah. I think that obviously all the big features are head to Old Faithful. It's kind of just the most bizarre thing and it's worth it. And if you're lucky enough, you might get to see it twice in the same like time you're in the Upper Geyser Basin. I think the the Geyser Basins themselves were truly just the most bizarre and cool like smattering of geothermal features like yes. all in one area, which everything was so different there too. Like each of the geysers, it was like, well, this one's going to do this and this one's going to like have a laser light show. And they all have their own personality. They do. They all have a name. I mean, like they could all be drag queens in the (laughs) the Old Faithful's geyser show. So yeah, I do feel like the geyser basins were cool. I mean, Norse geyser basin is really, really neat. I do think the, the most incredible view for me was for sure the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone. Oh, there's, Why am I totally forgetting that? There's no yeah, way that, that was the best you, payoff view too. The, there's no way to like compare because it's just very strange because the color is so bizarre and it's just incredibly beautiful. Um, I have to say that trail is great. You don't have to hike out further than is it Artist's Point? There's I, I think, think Inspiration Point is the furthest part. Yeah, it right? was the one that was like the biggest one, right? Where there were a ton of people. That's there's a really parking as, lot there. as far as you need to yeah, go. Yeah, you don't need to go further on that no. trail because you're losing the canyon the further you go, and you can't yeah. see anything when you get to the end of it. No. So that's the thing where I would say you don't necessarily need to do that. But yeah, I do feel like that that was a cool way to end our time in Yellowstone too. I feel like it was such a good payoff. What about things you'd want to go back that? didn't necessarily we didn't get a chance to get to or things maybe you'd like to experience again yeah different sort of way i'd love to see like the different sections that we didn't get to go to like we didn't get to go to west thumb right and we didn't get to go there's another intersection that we didn't get to really see over there on the other side but for the most part i feel like we saw most of everything intersecting road that went in between Right, which would have been between Morris and Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone. That road, I meant Madison, not Mm. Morris. Mm -hmm. But Norris and Grand or Canyon Village, there is a connecting road there, and I would have loved to have driven through there just to see it. Yeah, I think I would like to hike more around Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone. It'd be nice to do the North Rim Mm -hmm. because I know that's more strenuous. We just didn't have the time for it. Yeah, that would be something to definitely get back for me to see and do a little bit more of there and even seeing canyon village we didn't really get a chance to like dip in there and see that so that would have been nice mm -hmm. i do think um from a historical perspective it was cool to walk around the grounds in the mammoth hot springs area where the fort was yes um and to see those houses to kind of see the historical sort of structures that were there we did end up driving to the north gate and doing that too 
Um, so that was interesting to see. Yeah. I'm glad Not, we drove to the yeah, North Cape. Yeah. That was the fun view. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do feel like we did a lot. I don't feel like I need to rush back there, but mm-hmm. I do feel like there's also stuff we just didn't get a chance to scratch because it was, yeah. the park is gigantic. So and we were only there for two, two and, and, and a half, half days. days. Yeah. Let's talk about Grand Teton National Park. Lovely. Let's review what are the trails we did in Grand Teton National Park. So we did less here because we were only here for two full days. Um, That's right. But we did still get a lot in. Paintbrush Canyon. String Lake Trail. Jenny Lake Trail. Inspiration Point Trail. Bradley Lake Trail. Taggart Lake Trail. And Amphitheater Lake Trail. We did a lot here. We did. It was also compact. It was two compact days. And a lot of incline. A lot of incline. Right. I was living in delusion, thinking it wouldn't be as much inclined as Delusia, it was. A delusiala incline. <laughs> delusiala incline. It's true. That's who I was. <laughs> you were delusiala incline. On this day. I, it was you, more that I didn't want to. I was in right. denial. You That's were like, oh, well, we've done all the hard hiking now for the trip after we left Yellowstone. And I was like, you we are. We have Grand Teton. I was honey. like, I don't no. even think I said anything to you. I'm like, I'm just going to let him figure that out for himself. <laughs> was like no it's gonna be hard and it's it gonna wa- be and it and was, it was. <laughs> what was your favorite hike here i think my favorite hike is a tie between i really loved paintbrush canyon mm-hmm. and i also liked the 18 switchbacks you know what i yeah. mean like it was so tough yeah but it was it was fun yeah it was fun here's the thing for me it's like i feel the same i feel like the more fun hike and the hike that was a little easier was Paintbrush Canyon. And I really enjoyed it. But I feel like the better payoff at the top was Amphitheater Lake. I yeah. thought Amphitheater Lake was amazing. Beautiful. And you had Surprise Lake there too. It was a surprise. 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 Indeed. But I do feel like that was like, good Lord, like I am so ready to get back to just do more of those trails that head up and i'd love to do that 20 mile loop now knowing what paintbrush is like and coming down cascade because we heard that cascade was beautiful too but not as pretty as paintbrush yeah definitely yeah okay great least favorite least favorite i know we got a fair balance yeah i guess so somebody's libra rising libra is showing here i think i'm gonna say it and i'm gonna be i'm saying something Controversial yet brave. Opinion. Controversial yet brave. <laughs> Unpopular opinion. Um, inspiration point. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Ugh. I felt like it was a great trail. And for someone who wants to do something extremely short, it's great. We were looking to do things that were bigger, longer. At the end of it, you weren't that high up. No. At, you know, it was like a mile up to the top of Inspiration Point and then a mile back. It just wasn't my favorite thing. There was a waterfall, though. There was. And I loved that, <laughs> going over to the waterfall, uh-huh. which like I felt like nobody talked about. Mm, nobody yeah. ever talks about. I feel like the small lake trail, the trails around the lakes were sort of like, I know they were sort of the connector trails, but like I still found Inspiration Point to be, I still enjoyed it. I just felt like the payoff at the end was kind of like, oh, okay. You're not looking at the Tetons. You're looking at the flat valley. And it was right. like and the, water. And the lake. And I'm like, all right, I guess so. I found the views where you were actually 
actually climbing up into the Tetons a little bit more interesting because you got so much so, so much more to see. So yeah, I'm going to say like probably the the lake trails, not Jenny Lake though, because that was beautiful to that walk around that. That was so fun. Um, Sands Bears. But I'd say probably Bradley and Taggart Lake just because those were sort of like the arduous points to get around to then get to the 18th switchbacks. You know, it was like when we were coming back, it was like, this is the last thing I want to do. I just want to be at the car. And I just felt like it was like, mm, I yeah. could take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So best payoff views. I think I agree with you in that Amphitheater Lake was just gorgeous. Yeah. And it was so much fun to get up there and just hang out there and just take it in. Yeah. Like we sat there for like a half an hour and yeah. just took it in. Yeah. I do feel like too, the the payoff view going up this 18 switchbacks, the Amphitheater Lake Trail in general the had entire payoff time. views the entire time oh. because you did get to see so much. Granted, you were like seeing through tears because you were in so much pain. Yeah. But it was great. I also think coming down from uh, Paintbrush, walking down towards Jenny Lake was really cool to like see the lakes from above and like where you were headed. And that sweep around the lake there was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those views will forever be kind of burned in my memory because um, yeah. they were really, really just spectacular. What about signage? You know, I don't feel like there was a ton of signage here, but the trails were very clear. I don't feel as though like there was any confusion while we were hiking or any like way that you could have gotten lost. I mean, obviously one can always get lost, but I do feel like even when we were when we hit those specific junctures, like when we were going up to paintbrush or even when we were going from 18 to do 18 switchbacks, because remember, you could go you could go over. There was another canyon you could go to at one point. I'm not talking about um, Delta Lake. Yeah. Right before you turned up, there was another area you could go to. There was a sign there. There wasn't a sign for Delta Lake, but it's sort of like an off trail y kind of Mm -hmm. situation. But I do feel like at the important junctures, even when we were at the top of Paintbrush Canyon, Holly Lake there, there was a trail that the trail that came down for you to be able to do Cascade. There was a sign there that pointed you. So I do feel like the signage was good. I always felt like I knew where I was going in Grand Teton. Yeah. But I do um, feel like that park is more of a hiking park than Yellowstone is a hiking park. I agree. And also... That's the sense I got. I felt like at every junction in Grand Teton, there was a sign that yeah. said, the name of the trail, it's headed this way for this long. And then it listed all of them. Yeah. Where would you want to go back to? I would definitely want to do the 20-mile loop. Mm-hmm. I also want to do some more stuff at the north end of the park. Yeah. We didn't do really anything up there. No. I would want to do like a really big epic trek. Like I'd like to go like around one of them entirely, Mm. which is what we could have done, but didn't do because it would have been a 20 mile loop. Yeah. Um, There is. And we would have not even done inspiration point. Had that been the case. No. Signal mountain was something that we didn't get a chance to go to. That would have been nice um, because I do feel like there, the views there. We talked about it. Yeah. Get to do it. Yeah. There's definitely a lot to be able to potentially head back for. The offshoot was Garnet Canyon off of 18 switchbacks. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I couldn't remember. It's a park I'm like, sort of like, we definitely didn't have enough time here. We could definitely have hiked forever. There's so much to hike. Um, I'm like itching to get back there for sure. Oh, Yellowstone, yeah. I'm like, I feel like we did a lot and I don't I like necessarily need to re- rush back. But um, I do feel like Tetons is one that I'd be back to in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Rhea Member. Now, 
I love this. I love this queen. I did think on the document it said Rhea Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Rhea member. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whenever I see Rhea spelled like this, it reminds me of Rhea Perlman. Mm-hmm. Okay, so who is Rhea member? She's the memory keeper's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> is she a referee? Sure. She's a she's a she's a scorekeeper. She's a scorekeeper. Like me. Yeah. I mean you are a scorekeeper. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Madame feel like scorekeeper. I feel like she's a referee, but she's also um a research librarian. Oh. She's got a lot going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's a historian. She's an archivist. She's an archivist. There we go. Okay, great. <laughs> I do kind of want her librarian look to also sort of transform into something else. Mm. Well, I feel like it's like her dowdy librarian look transforms her into a character from history because she's a memory queen. Ooh, I like mm-hmm. that. I like that. So like her act is like we always start in the library yeah. and then we end up somewhere. The library is open. <laughs> right. Right. We always end up somewhere in history. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. And so her backup dancers and her tell the story of whatever this historical moment is. It's true. That this person she's playing experienced, mm-hmm. uh, and they do it with music. Yeah. I it's see it doing like music and like lip syncing to like also dialogue and mm. like, you know, like doing a whole like mashup that tells the whole story. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. What is her like main stage song though? I feel like, so for instance, if she wanted to tell the story of... If she wanted to tell the story of Amelia Earhart, she'd sing, I'm like a bird. Great, exactly. <laughs> like it's she specific. would become Amelia Earhart, mm-hmm. but I think it would be like, I'm like a bird. And then she could go into theories about what happened. Mm-hmm. And like, there's like a different song for each thing. Mm-hmm. It's a whole It's act. an immersive experience. It's an immersive experience with lots of songs. Mm-hmm. I feel like the um, the director in you is abuzz with ideas. I'm so excited yeah. about this. <laughs> right? Yeah. I want her to also go back to being a librarian at the end. Oh, okay. Which is like reveal and then reestablish. It's oh. tough. But I feel like what would have to happen is she would have to have an outfit that then transforms into the Amelia Earhart outfit mm-hmm. and then is tear away with a duplicate outfit of the librarian underneath so she can go back to right (laughs) that's a lot of costume that's what you have to do yeah that's what you have to do great well ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the stage Rhea member so let's talk about our final park for the season which is hard to believe (laughs) that we only did three parks but again the stuff that we've done in each of these parks was epic. And that's Glacier National Park. So yeah. let's talk about the trails that we hiked in Glacier National Park. Great. Apgar Lookout. The Lake McDonald Trail. John's Lake Loop. Trail of Cedars. Avalanche Lake. The High Line. The Grinnell Glacier Overlook Trail. Swift Current Lake Trail. The Grinnell Glacier Trail. The Pegan Pass Trail. The Sexton Glacier, um, which was sort of like an off-trail experience that we had a guide with us for. Sayu Pass. And Scenic Point. What was your favorite? <laughs> I think my favorite was the Lake McDonald Trail. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> yeah. No, my favorite was, oh, Sayu Pass, easy, yeah. was my favorite. because Especially because of those three epic views you get all at once up yeah. at the top. The Pegan Sayu Pass kind the of. The Pegan yeah. into Sayu Pass, yeah. that section. Yeah. That was, uh, 
that really was my favorite. Yeah, see, it's a toss-up for me. <laughs> that between and the Highline. Highline. Yeah, yeah, that's a really hard, like, that's like the choosing Highline your favorite child. The Highline was so good. Also, we had, you know, the, the nice thing about both of those trials is we had amazing company both we times. We did. I mean... We did. We were blessed with knowing we were hiking with a lovely group of people. Yeah. And then we got a surprise experience with somebody who was On also a New Jerseyan. That's so, right. That's right. So, yeah... Um, yeah, it's definitely it's a t- it's a hard it's a hard toss up for me there, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Least favorite. It's definitely Lake McDonald. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's it not was a question. overgrown and like yeah. it, you couldn't really see much. Yeah. No, yeah. I think it was falsely advertised. All of the mind. other ones were spectacular. I also forgot Rocky Point because we did do that. Oh yeah. yeah, but that's sort of right in sort the mix with like McDonald Trail. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, even John's Lake Loop, which was you I know, enjoyed that build as being horse poop. I enjoyed filled. it. Build. Um, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Many people I've talked to who've done that also mm-hmm. enjoy it very much. Also, Scenic Point. What oh. a great, great experience. Scenic Point was so good because it was so weird. Yeah. And so different from anything else that we had done in Glacier. Yeah. Like the landscape was so different. Just sort of like the terrain of what it is. It's sort of like. It's long, long, long switchbacks along like the side of like a ridge. And then you're like on a saddle and you like walk for like seemingly miles, miles or so, like onto another side of a saddle and then out to a point. And I mean, it was that was wild. Yeah. So scenic point is like one of my favorites just because it's so different. Yeah, it was really cool. I was glad that we were able to get to Two Medicine for that. Me too. I'm really glad we didn't miss Two Medicine. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about signage. I feel like there were good starting markers. Yeah, I just but am thinking, I don't remember there being a ton of like mid-trail signs. There were. I'm thinking specifically like when we were jutting off on Pegan to like continue on. Oh, that's on. true. There, there was. was. There were markers there. I feel like there were the initial trail markers. I never felt lost in Glacier. Ever. No, I feel like the trails were very easy to follow. I think you could have probably fallen apart a little bit in the Pegan um, Sai when you're crossing mm-hmm. that big sort of field. But I think there was a pretty much of a beaten path was there for you to be able to follow. It yeah. wasn't, but it's more wide open is what I'm saying, as yeah, opposed yeah, to, yeah. I feel like a lot of trails are surrounded by trees. So it kind of keeps you in. I never felt truly lost there by any means. I do feel like it was like easy enough to follow everything. Yeah, and absolutely. It was the trails were clear minus Lake McDonald. What were your favorite payoff views in this? Well, I mean, like everything, everything in Glacier is a payoff view. Yeah. Right. I'm going to talk about some lesser known payoff views that I felt were spectacular and shouldn't be missed. Mm -hmm. Like, right. Like obviously in the high line, you are inside of a payoff view the whole time. It's true. Go when you do that Grinnell Glacier trail, that one spot yep. before Grinnell, like when you can see Grinnell and the peak and the lake, that is a spectacular view. Yeah. Hyper specific. That's an image that people take and share all the time on, yeah. on socials. Yeah. The overlook, despite right? the horror of that right. 0.8 miles. But I also want to mention like Avalanche Lake, oh, yeah. an amazing payoff view when you get up to that lake mm-hmm. and all those waterfalls that are happening. Yeah. yeah. That was absolutely spectacular. Yeah. Another thing, which like I am so impressed with myself that I even survived this darn thing, but like getting up to the top of that Grinnell Overlook, mm-hmm. that spot 
was spectacular. Yeah. And I know you got an even gorgeous, a different spectacular view from going all the way up. Oh, yeah. It was. And so that was another payoff view that I just was like, this was outrageous. Yeah. And I, so beautiful. Scenic Point, too, I feel like was another sort of like gave me Sai Pass, Pecan Pass kind of vibes because it was so sweeping up there and you got so many, you got like almost like a, you got a 360 degree view at that point. Yeah. Um, there isn't a park in my memory that I can kind of say, yeah, I think every trail actually gave you something that was like a terminal payoff at some point. I felt um, like we had that. Except the Lee McDonald trail. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do feel like that is, that's a park where everything is sort of larger than life and incredible. Even just being at Logan Pass, even just pulling off of going to the Sun Road at one of the pull-offs. All of it. All of it is payoff. Everything. Like, everything is payoff there. What would you do if you went back? Okay, I have <laughs> schemed already and told uh-huh. you a little bit about yeah. this. But what I want to do is start at Logan Pass hike the High Line to the chalet mm-hmm. in one direction. Mm-hmm. Then rather than go down the, the, the loop, loop trail, uh-huh. head over to the right and go all the way to the Mini Glacier Lodge. Mm-hmm. There's a trail. I think it's the Swift Current Lake Trail. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is there. I might be wrong, but whatever. That connects there. It's a lot of miles there, yeah. right? Either, I mean, doing this in one day, I think we could do it. But we could also just spend the night at the Mini Glacier Lodge, then get up the next day, leave the Glacier Lodge, go see Grinnell, and then take the connecting trail that connects to Pegan Pass. Mm -hmm. Then do the ending of what we did with Becky and Cynthia, Mm -hmm. which is go up to the Sai Pass and then come down and end at going to the Sun Road. And go through um, Sun Road Gorge. And go through yeah. Sunrift Porch. Yeah. So that's what I would want to do. Yeah. Like one big epic kind of point to point loop. Yeah. I think some hikes that we didn't get a chance to do that I would have liked to have done was um, Iceberg Lake and also Cracker Lake were two that yeah. were kind of recommended that we just didn't have the time slash there were bears. And also I think going down, even though it's like a drop of like 700 feet of elevation. Yeah. Down to Hidden Lake would have been really lovely. Don't oh, yeah. feel any FOMO about it by no. any means. And there was that spot to get the um, those berries, the huckleberries. Oh, yeah. Is that what they were? Yeah, huckleberries was like real big out there. Up in uh, Pembroke? Yeah. Yeah. We didn't get to go to that area. No, no, we didn't. That would have been fun. So, yeah. So, not Pembroke, Polebridge. Sorry. Polebridge. Yeah. Here it is. Not Pembroke. <laughs> <laughs> Goody Outwife. <laughs> Come with me to Pembroke. <laughs> right. Polebridge. Polebridge. Yes. That um, area, I would have been nice to go yeah, to. Yeah. But, yeah. Also, we did so much. Yes. So, yeah, I have no FOMO at all. Also, I think the flathead, we didn't get a chance to really go around the flathead section, you know, which is not necessarily in the park, but it's there. Yeah. You can kind of like, there's plenty to do around there too. That's right. So, yeah, but I do feel like we did a we did a lot of glacier, not all of it, a but lot. A, like a lot of it. It's a park I would 100% go back to. I'd go back to any of these three parks for sure. I'd race back to Tetons and Glacier. Absolutely. And saunter <laughs> back to Yellowstone. And let's end this summit with and a game. All right. So this is our final summit for season four, which is kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. Um, 
it's wild that, you know, three parks is something that we have never done before. And we are excited for season five, which is even crazier, which will be coming in the fall of 2022. So stay tuned for that. That's right. But um, because our summits are recaps of our season, essentially, the first trivia that I've written, the category is called recap. So it's re colon cap. So what I'll be doing is I will be reading an email from your colon. (laughs) That will be the subject line will be regarding captain. So recap. So you're going to have to tell me the fictional captain. So it'll be an email about that captain. Okay. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Dear Miss Swan, you best start believing in ghost stories because you're in one. Do you think that's too hokey for the Halloween Evite tagline? I hope not, because I'm all set for this soiree. Plenty of rum and pirate's booty to go around. Thank God we stranded what's-his-name on the deserted island. He thinks the Black Pearl is his, but he isn't getting my ride anytime soon. Spookily yours, Barbosa. Who is Captain Jack Sparrow? That's correct. Okay, great. Right. So you see. I got it. Okay. Tony, I mean, Mr. Stark. I mean, dear Mr. Stark. I can't believe I got to fight along with the whole team at that German airport. That giant guy was totally insane. And another insect name, sort of like me, I guess. Although it seems like a little bit of an oxymoron. You really didn't prep me for who I was up against, let alone the Boy Scout himself. Didn't expect his shield to hurt so much when it hit me. Anyway, thanks for the new suit. Later, Peter. Who is Captain Morgan? No. No, I know. (laughs) Who is Captain America? That's correct. Okay, great. Stardate 4153.7. It seems as though Dr. McCoy has been able to address most of the mysterious illness that has befallen the crew after our last mission. While Lieutenant Uhura and Mr. Chekhov have made a full recovery, Mr. Sulu and Jim have seemingly lingered in an induced coma until the doctor can figure out the cause of their aberration in the course of their diagnosis. I will remain at the helm of the Enterprise until Jim has made a full recovery. Yours truly, Mr. Spock. Who is... Captain Kirk. That's correct. Great. These are well written. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. I had fun with this one. All right. Dear Count, despite Lucky's insistence, there isn't a pot of gold anymore, and the triplets have been no help looking either. Keep hearing things no one else can. I got my own problems too, man. It's like I can't get my fix. People keeping away what I want from me. I might need to commiserate with the cap. He seems to know how to play keep away, so maybe he can give me some pointers on getting my fix. Itchily yours, tricks. I have no idea. Who is Captain Crunch? (laughs) (laughs) The triplets, like the Lucky Charms triplets? No, who are the triplets? Keep hearing things other people can't hear. The triplets? Snap, crackle, Crackle and pop. pop. (laughs) Oh, that's what I meant. Mm -hmm. Okay, Rice Krispies, the the triplets. triplets. Not Lucky Charms. Mm -hmm. There was just one Mm -hmm. leprechaun. Okay, I'm with you. And the last one for this category. Kwame, I can't use my matchmaking skills to get you closer to Linka, despite your offer. Plus, if the others found out, it could create disharmony in the team. And you know how I feel about that. The power of heart isn't always the strongest, but Gaia and the big blue guy entrusted it to me. I can't betray them for a hookup. Much love, Mati. Is this a Watchmen reference? No. I don't know then. Who is Captain Planet? Oh, Captain The Planet. power of heart. Kwame Linka. He's our hero. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good, <laughs> good one. Great. Well done. Thank you. And the last category is trail mix ingredients. And okay. In this category, I'm going to be giving you a clue, and you need to just name the ingredient 
that is a part of trail mix that I'm talking about. I'm ready. Because we this is our snack for the trails. So here we, we love go. It. We make Grapes. our own sometimes. It's true. It's been a while. We need it to do that been again. A while. Yeah. Blister peanuts. <laughs> yeah. There's banana chips. All about that. And All right. sesame sticks. That's right. For 100. It takes about 540 of these small legumes, an ingredient in trail mix, to create a jar of smooth or chunky. What is peanuts? That's correct. For 200. This trail mix ingredient comes from the Latin word racimus, which means a cluster of grapes or berries. What is granola? Mm-mm. A cluster of grapes or berries? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What's raisins? Oh, raisins. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. For 300. This industrial garden state city has the original factory for the sweet, colorful, bite-sized chocolate candy, which often appears in trail mix. Can you name the city and the candy? Is it M&M's? Mm-hmm. And is it Detroit? No, garden state, industrial garden state what city. What is Trenton? What is Newark? That's correct. Okay, there we go. <laughs> M&M's well, I mean York. Trenton makes the yeah. wall takes. So. <laughs> They're M&M's. All right. For 400, this nut, an ingredient in some trail mix, is called brain food because of the omega-3 fatty acids and polyphenols contained within, but could also be considered brain food because of its brain-like shape. What is walnut? That's correct. And for 500, this small dandruff-like flake that might appear in your trail mix is an excellent source of fiber, potassium, and iron. What is coconut? That's correct. Oh, look, look at, at you. <laughs> I want trail mix now. Yeah, me too. Very much so. To Trader Joe's. <laughs> Who's not an official sponsor, <laughs> but could be. This has been our Season 4 Summit by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And I guess we could also say that this has been Season season 4. We're here still to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Sassy Michael Ryan. (laughs) To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on the show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in our gaze shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge while recording this episode that we were on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Middlesex County, New Jersey. And uh, finally, we'd just like to say thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks for listening and for tuning in weekly. It was a joy to go on this season four journey with you. It was. And like we said earlier, stay tuned for the fall of 2022 when we will embark on our season five. Season journey. five. 